A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to One for the Road, the podcast about running and the rest of your life. It's episode nine, and this time we get the full lowdown on Harry's first marathon experience. We discuss how my booze-free challenge is going, there's cycling chat in abundance, and we wonder what's next for our training now there's no races on the horizon. So hello, Harriet. I say it every time. I go, Harriet, why do I do that? <laughs> Hi, Harry. Hi, Lizzie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, too. Tell me what you've been up to. I, immediately after our last podcast, was quite ill after um, sounding really bunged up on that one. So I had a couple of days off work. So that kind of, like, wiped out about a week. I was just really tired. Um, and then we went to Berlin. But Yay. we'll come on to that in a minute. What else have I been doing? Lots of working, uh, kind of getting back to normal life after loads of holidays. So I had like four holidays in five weeks. So this week I feel like I've just been kind of getting back into a routine, which is nice. Um, oh, the struggle is real. Yeah. Oh, so many holidays. Oh, it's awful. The really fun thing I did this week was I went to a morning rave on Wednesday morning. A morning rave? What? Explain. Um, so you get up really early and I had to be at um, Oval Space, which is this kind of uh, gig like venue place in East London mm. for half six and then it's a basically a rave but with no alcohol so it's like a sober rave and so they play music they play music they have yoga they have massage smoothie bar coffee place this this month um, so it's every month this month was circus themed so everyone was dressed up as I wasn't dressed up my outfit was lame um, <laughs> there's lots of glitter and lots of people dressed up and wow. yeah lots of hugging and it's just really fun really good start to the day so then you just go to work yeah, so it's really, really upsetting because every time I've been, this is my third time I've been, you kind of have to leave at half eight and then go into the office. And I'm like, I just <laughs> want to stay in rave all morning. Yeah, is it not just a bit of a come down? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, first, I'm at my desk. The first time I went, I was on such a massive high when I got to work. I was like, I've had the best morning ever. <laughs> I think I feel like I'd be worn out. By like 10 o'clock, I'd be like, need to have a nap. Yeah, the I've coffee, had a night out. The coffee they serve there is very strong. <laughs> they yeah. like know it. Yeah. It's not, it's it's not like, alcohol you need. No, it's rocket fuel. Um, <laughs> no, that was good. Awesome. How about you? Well, we obviously had Berlin, which took up a lot of time. Mm. So the last couple of weeks after the marathon, I have been kind of recovering, yeah. using it as a lot of excuse for 
not doing anything really and eating a lot <laughs> um, and typically work has been really hectic so I've been to lots of work related things saw lots of theatre which was fun but I do I feel like I got some itchy running feet now the two weeks has been, it's been enough have done, you run since the marathon? I've done three miles mm-hmm. on Thursday so only like two days ago and <laughs> I thought we were going really fast and then afterwards I came off it and looked at the thing and was like oh actually not at all and I was just I'm just a bit worn out <laughs> so it does it, it must take longer to get, feel better than you yeah. realize I think yeah I think it's a good a good few weeks of recovery required yeah yeah I definitely feel like it, even now I still don't feel 100% back to normal but that was awesome I've done a few little things like Thursday after the run we went to 26 grains which is a porridge cafe which apparently is a trendy new thing to do mm. it was it was pretty good I had salted caramel Oh, salted caramel porridge? Yes. With, like, so pears, pistachios, sesame seeds. The sesame seeds were a little bit weird. But then <laughs> the, just the biggest bowl of porridge. It's pretty good. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've also been doing a lot of cycling. Yes. So, spoken about this so many times. Yeah, but now, like, you know, now you're I'm doing it. Now I'm doing it. So, the cycling... What's it called? MTS on Strava. What's, what's it called? Mean? MTS. Not I sure. keep thinking it means metres, but it clearly doesn't. I don't actually Mighty know what that stands for. Training Strava Challenge. Yeah. That'll do. The how many kilometres can you cycle in one month challenge on Strava? And the first badge you get is 250k, so I'm just trying to hit 250k in one month. And it's the 10th of October today, and I'm on 135k already. So that's going really well. You are. You are bossing it. <laughs> so that's what I mean about routine. So I've kind of got into a really good routine this week of cycling every day into work. And got new loads of new winter gear. And yeah, I asked on Twitter for some recommendations of what I'd need for winter cycling, and everyone was like, "Good socks and good gloves." So I got those. Is this your first winter cycling? Yes, first winter cycling. So yeah, I've yeah, never. It's dark and cold. Not even that dark. Yeah, I've got really good lights, so that's fine. And um, now I'm on 135k already. I'm wondering if I can actually hit 500k in a month. But I've just worked out that would mean averaging 17 kilometres a day for the rest of the month. And my commute is 10k round trip. So, not sure how that's going to work. Might You're have, have to do some long weekend yeah. cycles. Um, yeah. But we have got one of those planned in, so... That's true. And today, we've been cycling around town today. Yes, we've done 17k today already, so... Today, I indicated left strongly. <laughs> My advancements in cycling are astonishing. <laughs> and only had one or two altercations. <laughs> Yeah, and they weren't predom- They weren't massively my fault. <laughs> no, we got hooted at, but I would say I get hooted at probably at least twice a week. Really? Yeah. People just don't like cyclists, especially in London. So it, it does feel at the moment there's like a bit of hostility towards it. I know. As as a very novice cyclist, it makes me feel very nervous. Like I feel like it's my fault. So it was nice that both you and you and Charlie were there and could advise me on what I should have done. And anyway, I actually wasn't like it wasn't me necessarily. No. I, I react to being heated out by either being angry or being really sarcastically, like, lovely about it. Like, oh, hello, yes, thank you. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just giving them, like, a massive wave and a massive smile and being like, oh, and, and then, yeah, just riding <laughs> off. <laughs> I think that's probably the best way. I don't think anger's usually the way. No, not at all. I've seen too many of those angry cyclist mm. YouTube videos. <laughs> no. Well, we should talk about Berlin. Yes, we definitely should. Berlin in general is awesome. Mm. I felt like the second we got there, I, I could be. I was perfectly at home. It felt like, it felt like London, but it wasn't. It was so cooler, so much more relaxed. There's just such a good atmosphere to mm. it. 
I yeah, I, that was one. This of the, is like your second home. I feel you've been yeah, that many it was times. The best weekends in a long time. I kind of thought before I went, oh maybe I'm going to get a bit bored of it now, and it was my best trip to Berlin yet. I think. Oh yay! I'm so pleased I was there for that. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a cool place. Um, yeah, I really want to move there, but unfortunately, the reason it's so cool and so like laid back is the fact that there's pretty much no business there. <laughs> you know, it's just full of creatives, and I'm not creative, so. I don't know, I feel like we could take this podcast on tour. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was good. We had some good food. Some yeah. really good food. I feel we could write a very good recommendations for like beer and meat. Meat. Lots of good meat. And Amazing not, meat platter I'm one pleased. day. Because I thought I haven't been to Germany for a very long time and I was expecting, you know, that we were going to have to eat a lot of currywurst and schnitzel. Yeah, and, I was and so sauerkraut. Happy. Yeah, and I was very happy to discover there's such a good food scene. So much like we had... We had no currywurst, actually. No, no, which I probably should have tried the currywurst, but I think that's okay. Had schnitzel. I tried some, well, I tried some schnitzel. Didn't like that either. No. I think we had. We did better than Yeah, that's the... Like, we had really awesome Korean, really awesome noodles, that meat thing. Yeah, just barbecue platter meat. of meat. <laughs> oh, which we've got an amazing picture of. Um, it's just you dwarfed by meat. <laughs> yeah. Meat in one hand, beer in the other. Yeah. I was like, this is why I love Berlin. <laughs> um, what else did we eat? Yeah, I think that was good. A oh, lot I, I went to a, a vegan restaurant one day for lunch, which I was a bit like, oof, vegan, having had so much meat. But yeah, that was good too. It seemed like I had, there were quite a few around actually. Foursquare were throwing a lot up. Mm. I really enjoyed using Foursquare for like navigating a new city. Yeah. That and the fact we had City Map in there. Oh. Yeah. Fourth row is good for giving us good coffee shops and good cake. Ate a lot of cake too. Kind of did like a little cake and coffee tour mm. one afternoon. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice. Ah, the TV tower. Oh yeah, we have the TV tower. I'd recommend that. that. The view was awesome. And it was such a clear day. Yeah, and a lot of walking. Mm. <gasps> the roller coaster park. <laughs> oh yeah, there's an abandoned theme park in Berlin and... It used to be able that you could walk around it. The fence has gone up very recently, I think. Really? Um, and it was quite far away from where I was staying. <laughs> made some... <laughs> Post-marathon. Mar- post-marathon. Made some people walk quite far to it. It um, was worth it. It was good. <laughs> there was a Ferris wheel there, and it's still going round and round in the wind, and it's squeaking, and it was it's, really eerie. And especially as we got there kind of like at dusk. It was twilight, and I was thinking... I was like... This is where like horror films start. Oh, it was so good. I was I was like, guys, let's jump the fence. Let's jump the fence. <laughs> no one was quite as keen there's as no me way, to jump the fence. After the marathon, there's no way I could have got, climbed over a fence. Oh yeah, and also the beware, there's guards and guard dogs. Yeah, they did. There was definitely at least a fox roaming around. <laughs> oh, the fox is gonna get us. But I did look at the blog after. The mm. the photos are incredible. There's like dinosaurs and loads of roller coasters. Mm. Like. And I can't believe what you were saying about the debt that place would have left it. Yeah, so it's a theme park that one day just like one day just closed and never opened again, and it hasn't been touched since. So it's just left as if it is. Like, it literally looks like they just walked out the door. Yeah, they were like shit. And it's like and I, I'm really obsessed with abandoned buildings and things like that. And it, yeah, it's just creepy as hell. Yeah, it was cool. They need to do. They need to open it up for tours. Yeah. Definitely. Especially at that time. Of Maybe day. that's what we can start as a job. Yeah, we're going to buy this and leave it abandoned. Yeah, and then just take people on tours. And if you have to take on their, what was it, like 18 million euro oh, worth yeah. of debt as well? Mm, that'd be annoying. <laughs> no, not so interested. <laughs> um, so, whilst we were out there, I did a little bit of recording, kind of like on the run styly, but I wasn't actually running. Yeah, because um, I was too busy running to think about recording. <laughs> um, in these clips, I mostly just say great a lot and 
Uh, you were having a good time. Say how amazing the weather is. You were high on life. I was high on life. Um, so it's across the weekend. Didn't do much at the actual race. And then I spoke to Harry a bit afterwards. So we'll play these now and then come back and talk about the race some more. Okay. So hello, it's Lissy. I've just touched down in Berlin. It's a Saturday morning before the marathon. It's an absolutely gorgeous day here in Berlin. It's blue skies, sunshine, nice and cool. I think it's going to be perfect running and exploring conditions this weekend which is great i'm just on my way to the expo now i'm heading to the metro as i speak probably one for debate at a later time but i'm going to pick up my marathon place which i'm not using someone else might be potentially a bit controversial and then after i've been to the expo which um, i'm not looking forward to because it's always really busy i'm off to meet harry to speak to you later so now it's the Sunday morning, it's the morning of the marathon, um, you can probably hear Berlin starting to kind of wake up around me, so there's like the U-Bahn and I'm quite next to a main road. Harry's already left the flat to go to the start pen and I'm just leaving to go meet Steph uh, to go to our first cheer point at 8 kilometres. so that is, I'm so looking forward to it. This is going to be such a good day and as I said yesterday, the weather is absolutely beautiful and it's gorgeous again this morning, it's probably even better than yesterday. It's nice and chilly, but it's beautifully sunny. I think it's absolutely perfect marathon conditions. So I couldn't be more happy for Harry that she's getting to see Berlin on such a beautiful day. So this is going to be such a good day. Hello, so we're walking down the street in Berlin and it's Sunday evening. It's actually a pretty lovely evening as well. This is a theme for all of the things I've recorded. I just keep saying how lovely the weather is. The weather is good. And yay, I'm here with Harry now. And um, she's now run a marathon. Harry, how was today? It was cool. It was amazing. It feels like it's gone into a total blur. I can't believe I've... It's a bit overwhelming. can't believe I've done it, really. Yeah, you feel a bit like... You're like, oh, yeah, that is what I did this morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't know how I felt. It was felt quite different when it was happening. Yeah. It, I definitely knew it was happening. It is so hard. I feel like I have a, such a new appreciation for people who run marathons. And I don't know. It's funny how much the difference you notice between the half and the full. And how... Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a long way, isn't it? <laughs> mm. At 13, I was like... I could, this is fine. 13 is great. <laughs> this is a nice distance. Yeah, I was like, why, why have I now got to do another 13? But I feel like lots of things really worked in my favour. The weather was good. It, wasn't, it was pretty busy at the start, but it really thinned out, and I was able to find my pace. And I'm really happy with my time. Like, I didn't even know what to expect. So, I like, think your time is amazing. It's, it's yeah, it's so good. For a first marathon, it's super speedy. Well, yeah, it, oh, even for like a half marathon, it was super speedy. So, <laughs> I think the, it's a very flat course. It definitely works. It's good. Yeah. Did you find it the, the temperature okay today? Because even just in jeans and a t-shirt, I thought, yeah, it's quite warm. It's quite warm today. It was very hot, and it was hot. We were lucky that they. They obviously didn't plan it like that, but there were lots of elements where you could go into the shade, and um, I really did spend the whole time scouting for shade. <laughs> uh, and lots of downhills. Oh, they've gone over there. Okay. Oh, we're just walking down the street trying to find a bar, and we found our bar now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, more garbled marathon. Yeah. Well, let, let's have a drink and then do some more chatting. That'll be <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know we didn't go back and then record some more drunken marathon chat. So. Um, Let's talk about the race some more in the podcast instead. 
Okay, let's talk about the race some more. <laughs> How was the race? The race was... God, I, don't, like, I have such mixed reviews of it. It was, I thought, because it was in Germany, maybe I'm living up to a lot of, I'm believing in a lot of stereotypes, that it would be like the most uber-efficient start I had ever seen. And yeah. of course, I turned up to like 100-mile-long queues for the bathroom to so many people crammed into tiny roads mm. that you felt quite suffocated by it. And I think probably... Actually, no, that's definitely the most crowded race I've ever been in. And, I, okay, it probably is the biggest race I've done, but I was so aware that I couldn't even stand up properly while waiting to start. <laughs> so that was stressing me out quite a lot. So I was like, there's not even... I can't even, like, tie my shoelace, let alone... Oh, wow, that is like, crowded. And, well, it, I kind of had to... So we, we ended up queuing for a bathroom for an hour... Uh, I was with my friend Owen, who um, we were staying with, and so the plan was that we'd like go to the bathroom, and we were in the same wave, so we're like, we'll go get in the wave together. We weren't planning to run together, but it was kind of like, we'll get set up. Of course, we were in this queue for the whole time, from when we turned up to when the race was starting. So the first waves were heading off, and we were in one of the last waves. Um, so we were walking, you had to walk quite far from where the bathroom were in the, the main area, to over to the start line, and again, still... It was just so full. I think the point, because we were getting there quite late, everybody else had already funneled in. So we were around the like four and a half hour pacer. And then Owen decided he needed to go to the bathroom again. So decided to climb over the fence and find these bathrooms down the side. And I was then stood kind of huddled on my own, like, oh, it's so busy. And people kept jumping the fence and running down the side. And I thought, that's what I'm going to do. I decided I wanted to get a bit further ahead because I thought, if I'm here now, I might just get a bit stuck. So I climbed over a fence, which is definitely unlike me. And so I was like basically hollered at the Irwin that I'd see him and like, you know, we'd see him further down and did a bit of a quick run down to the further down. I managed to find the 415 pacer. But to get back in, because it was even more crowded. So there was no room. You know that, yeah, you know like when you're at the at a festival and you're trying to get to the front? It was like that. So I, this guy, just, I was just like, there was no space next to the barrier. And I was like, can I climb in? And he just looked at me like, where are you going to climb in? And I was <laughs> yeah, thinking, to where? But, it's like when people try and get on the tube, they're like, can you move down please? And you're like, to where? where, where yeah, I basically you? climbed onto him and kind of stood a little bit on his foot while we wait before we started. And luckily, like, as they started to set the waves off, which was a good 15 minutes worth of people being released, well, no longer, like half an hour, I managed to like get myself into the natural group of people. Poor Owen, I never found him again. He was all right, he was gone. And um, But once, of course, once you actually get to the start point, it thins and yeah. everybody's thinned out. And I found that I was I was fine. I did set off quite quickly, and no matter how much I told myself to slow down, I was still going at a because of course in in my head I was like, well, okay, I'm feeling comfortable just to stay yeah. at this pace. Owen caught me up, which was really nice. So we spent a couple of k running together. I saw you and Steph yeah. screaming at me, which was amazing. And I saw my mum and dad a bit further along. Like, it was brilliant. I saw everybody who I was supposed to see mm. on the course. And it wasn't really until probably, like, 15 miles that I... Well, I saw it was the end of being with Owen. We'd had a really nice in-pace together. And then he made some comment, like, we're going at a really good pace. I'd love to keep this up for the rest of the thing. And I thought, yeah, this is a really good pace. I want to keep this up. And then he said what time we run for. And I went, oh, that's a lot faster than I should be. And it kind of put this seed in my mind. Yeah. It's like, if you hadn't was, known that, you probably would have been okay. I know, but... Because know. we were tracking both of you, and we could tell that you were together at yeah. one point, because your times were exactly the same, and we were like, oh, it looks like they must be, like, mm. right next to each other, and yeah. then 
<laughs> and then slowly like, drifted apart again. And we were like, oh, they're not together. Well, anymore. I really went, right. And I was like, okay. And it was a bit of that thing of like famous last words feeling. <laughs> so I put my headphones in and then had to go to the bathroom. So I spent about the next 5K being like, should I go to the bathroom yet? No, wait for the next one, wait for the next one. Talking myself round to whether I should go or not. Managed were there to do a lot that. of bathrooms on the. On yeah, the there was a lot of water, a lot of bathrooms, water in cups which was annoying, mm. um, and some sort of power, like a LucasAid-type right. br- other brand, but meant that in cups, so people were drinking it and then chucking it, so the floor oh, was really sweet. sticky, yeah. and it was getting hot, so I was, I was <laughs> like, is the concrete melting? <laughs> like, what's going on with the tarmac? And they did have fruit. I didn't really see enough of the fuel, I would say, mm. and I think Owen said that there wasn't, he, he, would, like, he was using it, and it didn't feel like there was enough. But on the whole, the facilities were good and regularly, like, and when I got to the toilet, it was free. There wasn't a queue. Oh, that's good. So that was lucky. And then I, but it was like, once I was back on the course, I found the last kind of 10K really hard. And I really did have to, like, bribe myself. And there was a lot of just, just get, and I knew you guys were going to be really near the end. So in my, I just kept thinking if I got to you, then I didn't, like, then the end, it was only a tiny bit after that. And the last 5k was the hardest bit ever. Like the last 5k, I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I've just, mm. it just really hurts. And yeah, then... so we were at 37k, <laughs> and kind of just appeared in front of us. We were like yeah. really looking down the road, like because we were on a corner, so we could see people come around the corner. It was quite a good place. And then all of a sudden, you just in front of us, and all you did was point at Steph and like, I come with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, action. I was like, and I, was I like, need okay, you. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, she she'd been great. She'd said, you know, I'll wear my trainers if you, if you need. Um, company like I'll come with you I think I was at the because I've got so fixated in my head that I was going to see you both I was a bit like I just need someone I don't need like it's a bit like I just needed that extra confidence Mm. that someone was there because it's stupid really like you know she can't run it for me no but but it gets quite lonely after a while yeah I think I got to that point where I was getting a little bit stir crazy with it but like really even in life you don't spend four hours on your own very often no at all so you like even though you're running along with people you're not you're not on your own but you're kind of like not talking to anyone for four hours you're just a bit like um (laughs) and that thing of like you felt I felt like I thought of all the things I could think about yeah I'd exhausted my list of interesting things yeah I'd admired the views I'd like you know like done all the things I looked at all the other people's outfits I would imagine by the end like the last 5k isn't like the most scenic part of the race either no and of course it's a lot of like out and back mm. and um oh god like, f- we'll just squeeze in the end in yeah now. yeah they do that thing where they just look like just do this corner and then they'll loop around here <laughs> it's quite an entertaining finish like it's true that what everyone says because they have the um brandenburg gate it's really iconic it's awesome but <laughs> you're running towards it you turn a corner and you're running towards firstly an inflatable tunnel mm. so you're like oh, the inflatable tunnel must mean the end no <laughs> then you're like oh brandenburg gate that must be the end no and what's bad about the Brandenburg gate is that you actually run over a finish ma- um a oh, yeah, timing i think it must be at 40k it's 40k which of course my watch also had i'd obviously done some weaving and i was clocking up a bit more so it did when i crossed that i was a little bit like this technically for me is nearly the finish mm. but it's not <laughs> so that last bit on cobbles after the Brandenburg gate was really brutal and every photo of marathon photos are from then you know the official marathon oh, yeah. and I am in any, in all of them either have my eyes shot or I'm gritting my teeth <laughs> you can see the determination of just like just, keep just need to get moving finished. keep moving I saw a lot of because I after 37k went to Brandenburg gate to wait for everyone 
and I saw a lot of people running towards it with their hands in the air, like, yeah. oh, yeah, finish. And then they were, obviously, I didn't. It was so mean. Yeah. Inside going, oh, not the finish. They need a sign up there that says, nearly 100, like, 2K to go. I imagine by that point as well, some people aren't aware of how far it is. There's, yeah, yes, you get to that blind point. Exactly, you just, you just want it to finish. It's weird. I did, you know, I came, came out at the end being really like, oh, it's really far, I never want to do that again. Oh, like, you know, this was crazy. And... It's typical, as with every race, your mind forgets the hard bits and remembers the good bits. And I do, I, I, I did on the whole enjoy it, and I do still like running, and I like, I think I really like half marathons. <laughs> but I'm not ever going to say I'm never going to do a marathon again, because, and particularly because I was happy with my time, but I think I can do better. And so that might, because I think my pacing strategy went a bit haywire. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit like, oh... It's exactly what I did with half marathons as well. I did my first half marathon, misjudged my pacing, so then had to do another one to make sure I could do it. <laughs> so there might be a bit of that in it. But definitely haven't, like, got a new marathon in mind. No, yet. I know I haven't. And I had forgotten that I'd signed up, you know, like, put in for the London ballot, the London ballot of course, because you do. And when the, the magazine came through, and then, like, yeah, okay. I was like... Oh, okay, good, good. It was definitely, it was like, a, it was like relief twinged with a tiny bit of disappointment. Yeah, because for London, you'd probably have like a month off and then you'd have to start training yeah, again. Yeah, I think it's I quite soon. And I still feel that I actually prefer summer training to winter training. I'm already starting to be aware of how dark it is yeah. in the morning. So, um, yeah, I'm still. See, I've already got to the point now where I'm like, oh, it's so nice and cold and dark in the evenings, and I kind of walk home or bike home and I'm like this is good running weather do you like it yeah, yeah you're, we're so like the opposites <laughs> that way but maybe we can agree on like spring <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it's because I started running in winter because I didn't want to go out in the light it's that thing I didn't want anyone to see me so now it kind of reminds me of that's when I yeah you associated with that but I am really excited for next weekend I'm doing so it's Battersea Park it's called it's a 5k 10k and I think you don't actually sign up for what distance you're doing well, I can't remember specifying on the form whether I was doing a 10k or a 5k. Oh, okay. So I have a feeling that it's one of those ones where you can choose. Ah. So you just might just see how I go. Two laps and you just decide yeah. on the first lap, which I think so. I think so. I wonder if you have to tell them beforehand. But I kind of thought that that might be a nice way to get back into mm. like running generally. So I have a few questions about Berlin. Okay. Things we've spoken about before. Hit um, me. How are the new shorts? Ah, oh, amazing. Because <laughs> these were the ones with like the tight so, undershorts yes, fit. And I, like... I didn't wear those. We've got exactly the same pair. Oh, right. I didn't wear them for my marathon because I thought they would, I'd get a bit hot. But yeah, it was hot generally. It, the, it, the temperature was just about right. It was heating up by lunchtime. But I had zero chafing and I, I find them really, really comfortable. I like the kind of that they have a tight bit and then a loose bit over them. Mm. Kind of makes me feel a bit more covered. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, trainers? Oh, trainers were okay. I managed to. I have lost two toenails in the process. Which they both from the race. Yeah, so I haven't had any blisters from those shoes up until the race. And actually, from probably about halfway, I could feel my shoes rubbing. And I was thinking, this is really annoying. Mm-hmm. I've worn these every you know every training run yeah. since I started, and now they rub. And they gave me like side toe blisters and then under toe blisters on my second toe. So my big toe is fine, but the next toe on both feet. Um, I think they're a little bit narrow around my toes or maybe when I'm running, my toes are being pushed forward and like pushing mm. against the front. So I don't know, but then they are, they're definitely so nice being how light and bouncy they are yeah. compared to my other shoes, but my old pair. 
Yeah. So it's not lost toenails. Not great. No, so my toes look pretty gammy right now. <laughs> nice. I don't really know what I'm going to do. I wore glasses for a bit, but now I've just given up on that. <laughs> so, and I'm um, paint my toes. <laughs> most important question, obviously, could you relate to the free bleeding marathon runner? <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have to address the situation. Okay, good. There was no. It wasn't the time. <laughs> um, I still don't think I would have done it though, because more for the point of like. Would it have not been a that would have encouraged chafing. Yeah, like, I think you know, so. Like, moisture. But you wouldn't have turned up and been like, I can't do it today. No, no, exactly. No, no I think, I don't I think, think... I, it was a bit like health or leather. I was like, if you're going to have to drag me away <laughs> yeah, from doing that. Yes. It's, it's been too long. I needed to do it. But yeah, I feel very, um, I'm very proud. It's strange. Yes, you should be. I think you get normalised to these things when you know so many people who run frequent marathons yeah. and do ultra running and you don't appreciate the the kind of achievement of it and probably because I've spent the last two weeks hanging out with people who don't do so much running and lots of people at work and lots of people have commented on it that you do appreciate that you are doing something incredible and that running isn't something that everybody miles does. is a long, long way to run. I ran to Norwich, everyone. That means nothing to the majority of the yeah, population. Yeah, not from London. <laughs> yeah. If you live in Norfolk, <laughs> I ran from Trimmingham to Norwich. <laughs> yeah, it's a long but, way. Yeah, it is a long way. So yeah, it's cool. It's very, very cool. Next up, enough of that running chat. Let's have some life chat. So it's an update on No Alcohol October. And I have a chat with my friend Jenny, who is also not drinking in October. So we had a little Skype session and chatted about all things alcohol-free. So I'm on the phone with Jenny and she's on with me because we're going to talk about not drinking because in the last episode we spoke about um, how I wasn't going to drink for October and I found someone else that's doing the same thing which is exciting. Yay! Yay. (laughs) So if you don't mind do you want to tell us why you have decided to do this challenge in October? Yeah of course Um, so I've I've actually done this a couple of times before um, and both times I've done really well for the first two to three weeks and then I've usually given up um <clears throat> so this time I thought I'll try again see if I can do it see if I can make it till the end of the month but um the main reason for doing it is because I generally drink quite a lot and um, it's really kind of integrated into my lifestyle um and the other times I've done it before I've um it's it's more been kind of a punishment to myself like oh you're drinking too much you're not gonna drink this month like but this time I'm looking at it a lot differently and usually when I try and give up I do it for other reasons financial reasons and things like that as well uh, and I basically just don't do anything for the whole month yeah I'll don't, don't see friends just avoid it all whereas this time um because I do want to kind of change my lifestyle a little bit and make it less of a habit um I'm yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of embrace it and still carry on as normal and do the things I would usually do, but just without drinking. So I'm going to a party tonight, a fancy dress party. Um, and I don't think I've ever been in fancy dress sober before. So yeah, oh, yeah that's quite a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so but it, it's quite good because it's only in um, I live in Walthamstow um, and it's only down the road and it's a joint day of a, a couple of friends. So it's just in a in a pub, so you know it's it's nothing too crazy. And if I am really feeling uncomfortable, then at least I can just go home. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. So yeah, we're ten days in now. How are you finding it so far? 
Yeah, I mean, I think compared to the other times I've done it, I'm finding it easier. Um, I still find it really difficult, but I think I'm finding it easier this time. And I think it is because I'm not just not doing anything. I'm kind of still going out and seeing friends. Like after work last night, I went for a few drinks, which I would usually do. Yeah, um, I've done that as well. Like I've, um, yeah. yeah, I think in the past when I've tried to do it or when I've done it, I've like combined loads of stuff together. Yeah. So it's been like, oh, I'm doing a massive healthy eating kick and I'm not drinking and I'm doing loads of exercise. So it's like all at once and it's just like too extreme. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been to the pub a couple of times and I found a pub that did non-alcoholic beer, which I was really happy about. Cause, and it like made me feel like I was still joining in. Yeah. So, you, yeah, exactly. How have you found other people, other people's reactions to it then? I think other people are probably the biggest problem actually because yeah. I I I'm, don't really mind being around people that are drinking um, yeah. and even if I'm going like out to a club or something I could dance without needing to be drunk like I was saying earlier how I went to a sober rave on Wednesday morning and I find that fine I can just go in and start dancing and yeah I don't feel too conscious about it but it's other people have like a massive problem with it um it's really weird yeah I think part of it is and I know this from from when I'm usually drinking, if I go out with, well, it depends which friends it is, because some of my friends, like, don't really drink anyway, so then it doesn't bother me. But my friends that are usually my kind of drunk friends, when they're giving it up, or they're trying to drink less, and I'm not, I'm kind of like, a bit put out as well. And I mm. think a lot of it is because it makes you feel more guilty that you are drinking. So you're yeah. like, no, come on, join me, and then I won't feel as bad. I feel like everyone's really suspicious. Yeah. I think it's so ingrained within um, the British culture and I, I know in my lifestyle it is as well, like all my workmates drink, my family drinks quite a lot, my boyfriend drinks quite a lot, so it, it's so kind of part of everything that we do, like if we go to a museum, we'll then also be followed by, we'll then go to the pub for three hours, so it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a strange thing, like I don't want to, I still want to obviously go out and do stuff but it, it, you know I don't know it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens when I decide like after this month to start drinking again because I don't think I want to give it up completely but it'll be interesting to see if this time I just go straight back to my old habits like I have done the other times or whether I kind of change my mind a little yeah. bit on it I think that will be interesting. which you know that was the aim so we'll see I think it's a big thing about like the culture, like you said, because I was talking to someone the other day from Spain and they and she was saying the thing she really misses about being in the UK is that there's not that, like if you're in Spain, you can go to a, a cafe and it serves alcohol, but it also serves coffee and you can kind of like, yeah. do either. And it's just kind of more chilled out, like someone can have a glass of wine if they want one or coffee. Yeah, There's no like, right, we're going to the pub and all you can do in the pub is drink booze and that's what everyone's doing. It's a yeah. lot more kind of chilled out, which I wish there was more places like that around, I think. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a good thing. I mean, I'm quite lucky because I've got friends from both sides, which is probably why, you know, if if I didn't have any friends or my sister, for example, she doesn't really drink. If I didn't have anyone like that in my life, I probably wouldn't even bother doing things like that. Yeah. But I think when I see them, I think, oh, like, I wish I could be a bit more like them. So I guess this is me trying to do that. So have you seen any benefits yet? I'm probably, I don't think I have after only 10 days, apart from maybe getting a bit more sleep because I'm just like not doing anything else in the evening. 
Yeah, it's weird, but like I, I don't know, it's weird because every like a lot of people when they give up drinking says like they feel amazing and stuff, but mm. I don't really feel like it makes me feel that much difference. I mean, obviously at the weekend it's nice to wake up without a hangover, but I only generally seem to get hangovers when I drink really excessively rather than just my normal <laughs> my normal amount that I drink. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that's quite nice and. I would like I would have thought I was going to get more done, but like today I just still got up late and kind of laced around the house all day. So um, I don't know how much difference it's made there. But yeah, I think my concentration's maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I found that actually at work, but I think that's because I'm getting more sleep as well because I tend to yeah. drink quite a lot at home in the week with my housemates. But because I've been getting like a solid eight hours, I get to work and I'm like I've been really productive today. I think that's a that's a really good thing. But I'm hoping it gets like more like I feel more of the benefit as it goes on yeah exactly um I think I felt a little bit of a benefit with running actually but that's kind of a weird thing because I've, I've been run uh, I've been injured recently and um a lot off and on with the same problem um and I've I had started running again in the last well pretty much since I started give up drinking I was like right well now I'm not drinking I'll, I'll start running again and this time I'm building it up really really slowly in the hope that my injury doesn't start to come back again but um I was really surprised um so I've run three times now um and each one of them I've only been doing 5k's but like they've been quite fast for me like probably faster than what I was doing just before I got injured or at least a similar pace which I was really surprised because mm. I thought I was going to be terrible yeah really slow uh, yeah and I don't know if that's got anything to do with not drinking I think it might do yeah um or it might just be because I've rested for so long but yeah that was quite yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. a lot to be said for being well rested with running I think yeah totally I'm all for the rest <laughs> <laughs> yeah Cool. Well, um, good luck with the rest of the month and Thank you. especially your fancy dress party this evening. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a few a few more things going on this month that'll be quite challenging. Yeah, me too. Uh, I've got like a work event on Friday, so that's going to be my first big challenge, I think. Yeah, well, that'll be harder work thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, what have I got? next weekend I'm going um, for dinner with a friend who um, me and her usually drink quite a lot together. And my boyfriend's going coming as well, so them two will be drinking together all night. Mm. I won't be, so that'll be interesting. But then for me, the hardest challenge is the following week. I've got a couple of days off work, and me and my boyfriend are going up to his parents' house, and they drink quite a lot. And usually, the first thing we do when we get there is his dad makes us a drink, yeah. and we all sit around and chat, and the whole kind of everything that we do with them generally revolves around drinking. Mm. Um, and then we're going to see like a couple of friends we haven't seen for a while while we're up there and stuff. So that'll be because it's a long weekend um, and it usually would always revolve around drinking. Um, that's going to be a challenge because it's not just one party. It's like four four days yeah. of trying to sustain. But if I abstain, sorry, if I can do it then, then, you know, I'll I'll be absolutely fine to make it till the end of the month. So that's going to be my biggest challenge, I think. So we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you very much for talking to me. Oh, no, thank you. And uh, good luck to you too. All right. Cool. Thank you. See ya. Bye. 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 So what's next? I don't know. What is next? Where are we now? Well, next weekend I'm doing a 10 or 5k, depending on what mood 
it takes me in. Um, but it's around Battersea Park and you get a Battersea Power Station medal. Oh, I've done that one. That medal's good. Oh, yay. Yeah. Cool. Good medal. I hear that they had good flapjack. Yes. <laughs> Excited for that. <laughs> we both went flapjack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why we're friends. <laughs> good. What are you doing next? Um, I'm still on my racing detox until January. Very so good. I actually got offered a Royal Parks place uh, this week and turned it down, which really pained me. Well Because it's tomorrow. But um, no, I think, no, I think that's for the best. It's a really nice race, but I don't need to run a half marathon tomorrow. No. So that's fine. And it will always be there. Exactly. So yeah, just, just doing lots of cycling. <laughs> trying to hit 500k now, apparently. Hitting your MTS target. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to look up what that stands for. Do you know what that stands for? Yeah, yeah, on Strava. Oh. Even people that use Strava don't know what it stands for. No, and they're like serious Strava users. He's pondering. We're going to find that out. We'll, we'll put that. it on the on the show notes. Someone's going to clearly know. And tweet us that. How, how can you tweet us? The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You can do it this time. I can't remember it though. <laughs> so our Twitter is OFTR Podcast. And you can tweet Lissy at Lissy Runs. Yes. Uh, you should probably update that to like, Lissy runs a bit but cycles a lot or something. <laughs> yeah, like that. And I am actually going to change that to something else because, yeah, I'm not really running at the moment. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it can mean running in many ways. Um, and you can get me at, at Harry Caps. Yes. I love the way I'm looking at you to tell me if that's right. <laughs> Every time we do this. I know. And oh, I yeah. am still kind of on some sort of... I, I've forgotten the login still, so... Okay, okay, so digital detox is going well then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am back on Instagram though. So you can get me on Instagram, like Instagram. Harry Dalt. <laughs> but that's it for this time. So we'll probably see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll see you in real life a bit sooner. Yeah. Cool. See you soon. Bye. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.